Um, I'm not disappointed. I'm showing yeah, I'm ready to put this baby in the can, huh? <laughs> sure. Eight o'clock already. Uh, let's do it. Hello and welcome to Video Game Rations, a monthly book club style video game podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brian Swain. And I am Eric Gregor. And I am Nolan Lorch. <laughs> right in the middle of the beer, even <laughs> though you knew we were starting. Yeah, I need to wet my whistle. Okay, that's good. We're here to deliver your monthly dose of video game nourishment. If you're unfamiliar with us, we're a couple of friends who pick a video game to play every month, try to complete it, and talk about our opinions on the game. For the month of June, we played Super Liminal. Mm-hmm. I think that's how you All say, one word. say it. It's... All one word. I'm not sure how it really, uh, the how... title relates to the game. but I know. I was going to say, did we even look it up? I didn't. No. 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 We'll never know. Yep. Uh, before we talk about the game of the show and other fun video game topics, we want to get into our housekeeping. If you guys could share the podcast, leave us any reviews on Apple podcasts that really helps us out. Send us any feedback at video game rations at gmail.com. We want to know what you thought of the game we played, what games you want to play in the future, what you think of the show, any constructive feedback, any non-constructive feedback, just hit up that, that inbox, uh, Twitter at VG rations. You can follow us there. And do all the same stuff. Um, and then we've got a, a great Discord server with a, a, a little community of fellow gamers and nerds alike where we talk about all sorts of stuff. We're chatting. Pop, we got pop culture stuff in there. Yeah. Um, just life. Life happenings. Life hacks. House hacks, currently. House hacks. We're in the middle, hot hot we're dog in the middle, hacks. Hot dogs has house hacks, hacks. house hacks sections. <laughs> house hacks and hot dogs is the new name of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, according yeah. to Chris, that is true. Um, yeah, end of June, the Pacific Northwest. We're at the uh, tail end of a of a three day stint of high temps. We're cooling down here. We're sitting in uh, the the Lorch Palace, just in the air conditioning, gathered around at a little table here. Ready yes. to talk about some video future, games. Uh, future low temps, though. Low temps. Oh, yeah, in like 20 years? Yeah, in 20 10 years. Year, 10 years probably 10. Like yes. Those will be the lows? Oh, my God. 113. Face is baking out there. Woo! Outdoor kitchen everywhere. <laughs> yep. I'm going to open a <laughs> pizza oven outside. That's yes. just me throwing ingredients into the wind. <laughs> what have you guys been playing besides the super liminal? I mean, I have been gaming a lot. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Summer uh, of gaming. Summer of gaming. <laughs> Occupancy one. <laughs> Horizon Zero Dawn. The PlayStation did like a, I don't know what they call it's their state of play type thing. Yes. PlayStation Direct. <laughs> it was like a tail end of COVID stay home kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, they had a trailer for, it was like a story trailer, but also gameplay uh, trailer for Horizon Zero Dawn 2. Mm-hmm. Um, and so mm-hmm. that got me thinking. I should go back and because I finished the original one. Uh, DLC I wasn't ever going to buy because it didn't seem like something I was um, interested in purchasing. It, it seemed never, like never on sale, huh? Never also on sale. never on sale. Uh, and then we got it it's free. constantly on sale. Got it free. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you did it. Wait, wait a minute. I waited it <laughs> yep. out. I bended Sony to my will, <laughs> uh, and they gave it to me for free. Beat the big bad corporation. It only took you coming up with a super pandemic virus. <laughs> Yeah, they made me play at home this game. Yeah. Uh it it's good. 
uh, introduces some new mechanics I was actually excited about. So mm-hmm. I think the last time we talked about it, uh, I was mentioning that you can get like this power armor in the first first one, and it's yeah. kind of overpowered. OP. It's yeah. overpowered. Uh, they introduced a new mechanic in the expansion that has these towers that deplete your uh, shields. Oh, that's cool. And they knock out your mounted uh, creatures you ride around. Mm-hmm. And I think if you like override someone, it knocks that out too. Hmm. Um, so they, they kind of use that. You can still, it's you can cheese it. You, you can sure? just sneak up to the, the tower and like destroy it and you're good. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just set up more challenges to do that. Nice. And then I think there's about, I've only faced maybe three or four new enemy types. They kind of did the, when you're in the winter zone, you f- fight like fire beasts. So you have to use like winter things. So you don't collect the winter items in the winter zone. You have to go out of the winter zone <laughs> to oh. get the winter. It's a lot. Like the crafting thing is, it's it's it forces you to move around okay. or sell stuff a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was cool. And then um, story is pretty cool. It it kind of sucks. I was hoping it was like new game plus, like the story was wrapped, and then I thought it would be like some new content onto it. But it's still like no one knows what's going on in the game. Like right. I'm not gonna ruin the ending of the first one, but no one knows what's going on in the game, and I'm still kind of oblivious to what's going on in the world. Uh, right so it's like it kind of because it takes place like right in the middle of the main campaign basically right yeah you oh. was in, it essentially unlocks a new area that you could kind of get to in the first game but they just had it blocked gotcha and then it opens a new area and there's some cool like in um like underground areas that are pretty rad yeah cool but it's fun nice how many hours was it would you say uh, I played a good amount of it. I don't know how many it is to complete it. I've at least played. So you didn't complete it. No, no, no. I'm not. Um, I've been doing all the side missions on it, and then the main mission I think is pretty short. Uh, I would say maybe like three to four hours on the main. Um, but I'm doing all the side stuff. Okay. Nice. Nice. Collecting all things. That game is fun. Oh, they did the they did add to like the weapons too. So normally when you hmm. you kind of max out your weapons in the first one, this one just gives you a bonus for like holding your bow longer cool. or holding your grenade launcher longer. Nice. 18 8 to 13 hours according to the uh how long to beat. Mm. I mean, I'm I'm pretty deep in the 8 hours right now, but I haven't done much of the main mission. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Pretty nice. rad. That's awesome. Cool. Uh, and then I start playing Desperado 3, which is on Game Pass, which is um, the same company that Shadow Tactics, which I've talked about. It's kind of like Commandos yeah. if you're into the real-time strategy, essentially. But you yeah. can pause it and stuff. Yeah. Real-time um, tactics game. Yeah. Super fun. Yeah. Guys, you guys should try it. That's all I was going to say on it. I definitely want to try that. It's fun. It's really it's it's almost like you can kind of like have it in the background, pause it, mm-hmm. and then just execute a little run. Nice, nice. Yeah, uh, I am playing Children of Morta, mm-hmm. a roguelike dungeon crawler. Mm-hmm. Um, I've played it a little bit before. Uh, I did like Steam uh, Couch Co-op where you can like. You basically remote play from. I remote played with my friend Natika, and 
we played a little bit, which was pretty fun. But I just actually started it myself, and it's really great. Um, I've heard good things. I'm not very far. I, I've gotten through, like, the first dungeon, basically. Um, but it actually has, like, a pretty interesting story. Um, like, it's kind of like Hades, uh, where you're getting, like, every run, you kind of get, like, a drip of a little bit of story here and there. Mm-hmm. But Hades is a little more abstract, and there's a lot of sprawling characters. Mm-hmm. This is more like about like a single family, and they do a really good job of like giving you kind of a like a lore chunk between each round. It feels like you're rewarded just for playing a game or playing the game. Like you unlock something, or you unlock like a upgrade, or you unlock a new playable character it seems like you can play like anyone in the family and then level them up and i've only unlocked like three or four right now Hmm. but it's very fun cool you can play a two-player couch co-op it's got a really cool pixel art style yeah it's great nice yeah i had it downloaded on game pass forever and i finally deleted it never played it uh it's on switch and it just seems like a great switch game what are we post pandemic i can't just be having people over (laughs) (laughs) yeah i still don't know how that's not like we are the couch co-op isn't online Uh, it is a bummer actually because it would be such a fun game to play like online and it's like really it's kind of chill like it's not as like frantic as like Mm -hmm. hades is i'm just using hades as an example because it's the one I've most recently played. Yeah. But um yeah, it's great. Going from couch co op to online co op is a that's a pretty big step. Sure. In development. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh sure. yeah, yeah. It's it just weird. feels like something you could almost emulate at this point with so many like online yeah. services. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I same with like, like even Steam where you can you can literally share a game yeah. with someone but you can't play the same well, game. I feel like it's actually Unity has it like a pre-built module that you can just plug in if you want multiplayer. But mm-hmm. I mean, what do I know? <laughs> just run a casual video game podcast. It's <laughs> very casual. <laughs> yeah, we just say whatever the hell we want. Who basically, knows? basically, nobody's nobody's fact checking. No. Yeah, yeah. I uh, just I just say C plus plus, and then everyone's like, oh yeah, he knows. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can't wait for Chris to hear this episode and just be pulling his hair out. <laughs> the only pro, uh, programmer that listens to us. Uh, and then, you know, just playing that Tarkov. <laughs> just getting everyone into it. Welcome to Tarkov Takeover, baby. Yeah. How many hours? How many hours did oh, you guys geez. marathon that uh, weekend? Oh, the weekend? That weekend? That Saturday? It was like 12 hours, probably. Maybe 10. That's a LAN party, my friends. It was a LAN it party. It was a LAN party. And, but we also played Halo. We played Halo. We took a, we, we took a pretty long break for dinner, uh-huh. and we went to, like, uh the bar and hung out for a little bit. Yeah. Much, so, but at the bar, are we just talking about the game? No, well, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. It was pretty loud. Talking about getting home. To <laughs> that play was like game. two. That was like two weeks ago. Yeah. So, yeah it's all. But uh, all you know, blur. wipes tomorrow, so it's gonna be. And then I believe we came back and played even a little bit more Halo, and then jumped back in. Yeah, we did. Around. We did. That Master so. Chief collection. Well, now I can play. Who? That with you guys. Tarkov. No, no, no. You get Master, Master Chief, Master Chief Collection. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very fun. And we got a wipe coming up. Patch. <sighs> it's ridiculous. Me and Seth have already been like planning how we're what we're gonna do. Oh yeah? Oh yeah. 
How has no one knocked this off yet? What do you mean? This moat. I know there's always games that oh, are rumored like to like game mode? type. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's still pretty new. It only yeah. got really popular last year. Yeah. Like really, really popular. Yeah. I'm sure it's coming. Battlefield is 2042 is there's a, a mode that they're talking about that's like a high stakes four player squad mode, which you know, just based on that, could be yeah, could be Tarkov. There's some thoughts that it could be like that, like a Tarkov light, of yeah. course, but it's also a very unforgiving, hardcore style game. So, yeah. you know, if you're trying to sell a lot of games, I don't know if Tarkov's it. I mean, I'm sure they've sold plenty of copies, but you oh, know, they yeah. have. If you're trying to make a, a immensely popular game, yeah, uh, it's probably not the right. Hunt format. Showdown actually is very similar, like the the PvPve mm-hmm. or whatever. Good stuff. Nice, Brian. Uh, yeah, video games. Um, I super liminal since it was uh, so short, as we'll get into. Yeah. Left a lot of room in the months to uh, breezy. Dip my toes into a couple <laughs> other video games, you know. Uh, I want to give an honorable mention to Wolfenstein Youngblood. Eric and I played three, maybe three hours on on Friday night. Um, Always which getting is, left out of the co-op. <laughs> it's a uh, two-player co-op multiplayer shooter um, set in the Wolfenstein universe. Pretty far in, in the future. I can't remember what the year was. Um, but Arcane developed it along with Machine Games. So it actually has like a lot of Arcane-style elements from Prey that we played. Cool. Um, you're picking up different abilities as you go along. There's like a lot of like traversal type of stuff. Um, way more like RPG than I expected, especially after playing the first Wolfenstein game. Yeah. Um, like you're definitely leveling up your characters and abilities and guns. Um, which was pretty cool. Um, I mean, it took us a long time to figure out how to get each other in a game because you have to like link your yeah. Bethesda account to like whatever you're playing on. So that took a minute. Oh, you have to um, log in, but you have to make a Bethesda account, log into that, connect it to your Xbox, <sighs> then you can play with each other. But yeah. we could see each other on Xbox. Oh, Just that's couldn't. so annoying. But yeah. But but that you had to link the Bethesda account to it, which was ridiculous. Is this just like our life now? Is going to be like every company we have to like yes. create a login? Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. So annoying. it has been for a while. Well, EA, I got to create too long. It's Nolan. Just <laughs> oh, I know. Don't uh, got the EA desktop app and Origin. And yeah, stuff. yeah. You need a Epic account for Fortnite. You need a Activision account for Call of Duty. Yeah, you need accounts for basically every popular game they got they got to track you somehow but the nice thing i guess is that's how typically they get cross progression to work so you'll you give some you lose some you know sure sure um i definitely want to play more of that game though um it's really cool so nolan if you ever want to download it i'll uh hop in with you and play okay um okay i did get a new pc monitor during those prime day sales and this game looked it looked real good nice on pc i was pretty stoked on it nice um, but mostly I've been playing, you know, actually now that I look at it, Wolfenstein, Youngblood and Yakuza Like a Dragon playing two games with, uh, subtitles in there. Mm-hmm. Title. Mm-hmm. Yakuza Like a Dragon. Uh, I love that that's the title of it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, which was actually a game that was added to Game Pass announced at E3. Yeah, it was uh, added to Game Pass. It was one of those now available today type of things. Nice. Um, and uh, the last couple of months, there's been a lot of people in my in my feed talking about it. Um, mm-hmm. So I wanted to give it a try. And it doesn't, you know, I'm, already, I'm a Game Pass Game subscriber. Pass. Yeah. So it doesn't hurt to try it, no. um, you know. And I ended up loving it. It's very, I mean, I haven't played Yakuza Like a Dragon. But yeah. I've played a couple other yakuza games and they're very fun they okay so the story uh it's pretty the story the main story is pretty serious it's basically just uh as they are yeah a uh crime family drama (laughs) uh it it hits pretty hard the first couple chapters Mm -hmm. but then you got mini games and other characters that are just like ridiculous oh yeah and and quite hilarious too um i got a couple couple notes uh there was a there's a quest that was is straight ripped off of uh, Pokemon because it's introducing uh, like a enemy um, index to you where it shows like you know when you in- interact with an enemy it shows their traits and all that stuff but it was called who's that so- Sujimon <laughs> <laughs> and then there's like you know you're in like a dojo and there there's like a yakuza guy that's in a a red suit and a green suit and a blue suit mm-hmm. and you you fight one and you know it tells you their weakness which is supposed to be like you know the original oh, yeah. three yeah three three pokemon so it's pretty great um there's just all sorts of great like pop culture references to other stuff um and as the chapters are going on the game just gets like more and more ridiculous i now have um three party members one of them was living in this like homeless camp and uh you know he'll drink alcohol and then light a light a lighter and then spit fire and uh burp and sick pigeons on people and stuff like that which is it's all great uh i sent a video in the discord that was one of the the first summons that you get which he calls a guy on a cell phone and he like falls out of the sky and it's quite ridiculous um but the some of the side quests are some like really really honestly like fun mini games mm-hmm. there's one where you need to earn money and you have a, a tricycle where you recycle cans so it's just like there's just cans on the road and you got to ride by but you got to avoid uh dump trucks and other homeless people that are trying to uh collect them as well and then there's a girl running around with cans like she's taking out the garbage and you follow her and <laughs> snake around and stuff um you go out for karaoke one night oh and there's a there's so a, good. There's a there's a karaoke bar. So um, it's basically a rhythm rhythm yeah. game with like hilarious music and a music video that's playing in the background. Yeah. Um, Ichiban Kasuga, who's the main character, um, is like talks about one time how he grew up like playing Dragon Quest and stuff. So it's like his song is all about leveling up. He's like, we're gonna level up. <laughs> <laughs> Like that. Uh, most of the Yakuza games are only in Japanese. Is this one? This one is dubbed. It's dubbed in English and okay. very well voice acted. Nice. Um, very well. Oh, I uh, loaded up on xCloud actually to, to check it out. And it originally loaded up the Japanese dub. And I was like, oh, this doesn't like sound like the, like the, the different, all the different characters. Like I was like, that's not who I expect this person to sound like, you know, uh, which is like quite the opposite of like, Final Fantasy Seven remake, right? Yeah. Um, there's uh, another uh, side quest was you had to go to this movie theater 
Um, and there, the movie theater only plays like really old movies. Um, so like you agree to watch a movie with the owner and he falls asleep before you and you're like, what the hell, what the hell? He's like saying how good they are and stuff. But when you are watching the movie, there's, um, the mini game is you're trying not to fall asleep and you're, (laughs) and you're fighting off REM Rams. (laughs) So like, it's basically like the gopher game where each one is assigned a button and you like hit them and they're like, (laughs) it's Oh, God. It's it's good. It's really good. Um, I honestly I like it a lot more than I expected. I pretty much just uh, want to play it all the time. Um, probably in about ten hours, and it is just a way better overall game than Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah, I heard the big statement. I think the story's more interesting. It's it you can actually follow it. Mm-hmm. All the characters are way more interesting. The side quests are more fun and meaningful in progressing the story and the characters and like your parties, like mm-hmm. unity. Mm-hmm. Um, all the systems are more interesting. The combat is way more traditional turn-based um, RPG. Cause there's not like a timer system, but you are just like taking turns. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you can um, block incoming damage by like a lot of button timing type of stuff. Mm. Um, yeah. I, like I, like way, RPG. Um, I like it. Mario RPG. I like it way game. better than than Final Legend Fantasy VII Dragoon. Remake. Oh yeah, cool man. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah de- uh, Final Fantasy definitely went for the action more than the. There's definitely space for both games, but I'm not saying Final Fantasy VII shouldn't remake shouldn't exist. Well, right. actually, you know, I was kind of saying that <laughs> during our podcast because it's way too long. But I mean, you know, like I would play Final Fantasy. I would play Final Fantasy and Yakuza to get different vibes for sure. Uh, Awesome. I love that you're playing Yakuza. I'm so glad there's someone else playing a Yakuza game. Um, (laughs) I heard the arcades are super awesome too in it. Like, do you play? Oh, yeah. They're very old games. Yeah. You play like old Sega. Old Sega games. games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think my only complaint about the game is um, the beginning is pretty heavy on like cutscenes and storytelling, but the story, but it's good. Yeah. It's interesting, which is good. Sure. It's not, uh, you know, boring. But it it takes a little while to get into maybe three ish hours before it like really opens up. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. We're at the end of June. Um. Uh, you know, we got we got summer summer video games. We had E three. We got summer game fest happening. Um, so many things. E three for twenty twenty one is a wrap after skipping twenty twenty and all digital press conference uh this year um nolan did you have a a favorite developer show or game announcements that really caught your eye not necessarily a developer overall i would say a very positive uh week of game i prefer i prefer all this than what they've done in the past oh yeah man just like Everyone's having streaming. a digital. Yeah. yeah. No, I will say Summer of Games was where it was at, or Summer Games Fest. Summer Game Fest. Sorry, not Jeff Keeley's Jeff Keeley Summer Game Fest. And then um, that was the good. indie was show. showcase afterwards. Um, Day of the Devs was good, uh, but he showed Elden Ring. Ooh. This isn't on the list because I forgot about it, but very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. You, you hyped for that game? I'm hyped. Um, it looks really rad. I'm bad at Dark Souls games, but I'll play that game. Uh, did they have an announce or a release date for that? 
I don't remember. 2022. Yeah, early 2022. Yeah, yeah. Uh, really cool. Um, and then uh, something I did not expect because I thought we were going to see a lot of Skyward G- Sword. January, sorry, January 21st, 2022. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but Real we got early. to see some Breath of the Wild 2 gameplay. Yes, we did. Which looked fantastic. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this not showing the title because it will ruin st- <laughs> the story? Uh, that's kind of silly. Oh, did they not show the title? No. no. Well, the subtitle. Yeah, yeah. They didn't yeah show like the the, whatever the subtitle is, they said they don't want to say it because it could ruin. They probably honestly don't have it yet. That they don't want to do. They don't want to do like a two though. They well, they won't do yeah. a two. We know that. Okay. Well, it'll be Breath of the Wild something. Yeah. I mean, it, it's better than Breath of the Wild Triangle pro- yeah, Project or <laughs> Project Triangle. <laughs> so I don't. <laughs> Working title, and then they keep that the actual title. Yeah, yeah. honestly, like I didn't, I didn't expect it to be like, and it's out now. Just getting to see a little more was like great. It was cool. Uh, all like the floating um, land stuff, like yeah. Link coming up from under the ground. Yeah. Um, I somebody played the music from the trailer backwards, and it's it's the Breath of the Wild like main theme. So there's all sorts of like weird stuff s- possibly going on. I saw some like I I saw the Reddit going crazy. Yeah, there's like um, <laughs> I guess there's Link with like a bionic arm and Link without one. Yeah, different hair lengths. So it's like yeah. you know. So there's probably some sort of like time travel thing or something like yeah. that. It's, it so looks it's gonna like, be like Breath of the Wild sh- time travelers tale yeah. other links a tale of two other links but i i don't have much to say on this but i did hear the long the longer hair thing but i was playing breath of the wild this weekend and he has a pretty long ponytail hmm. so he just doesn't have the ponytail no oh, he lets his bun out in this n- sequel yeah breath of the wild 2 link lets his bun <laughs> let, out. let your bun out <laughs> let your bun out it makes me want to play more breath of the wild yeah That's i gotta sure. i was saying oh. i gotta buy it it's very fun. Pretty sure that's going to be my game when uh, I'm on my uh, paternity leave. So, ooh, nice. Yeah. Good. You'll be mixing recipes. Yep. Tame horses. Oh, <laughs> I thought you meant during my parental leave. Yeah. But in the game, you can do yeah. the both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, what about you, Eric? Uh, I got a few. I'll. I like Bethesda's show of um, Outer Worlds two. Mm-hmm. That was kind of a people didn't know what it was, and then it became Outer Worlds too, which was awesome. Very tongue in cheek trailer. Um, Very Fallout esque. Yeah, thought that was cool. I thought the um, kind of the tease to a beloved um, franchise in Metal Slug Tactics mm. was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of to round out the PC only game. Yeah, that's the weird thing. I love Metal Metal Slug games. Yeah. Through and through. No, me too. Arcade I agree. was Arcade, fun to do. I do. They're just like, I don't think of Metal Slug as like a PC game. Like I would never like be like, oh, I'm going to go play this on my computer. Like, you know. Exactly. It should be like on a console. Or Two something. button co- controller, yeah. you know, shoot and jump. I think that's all you need. Cut the survivor. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. It, it looked pretty cool because it looked like it, you were kind of going through kind of like in the platform where you're always constantly going through new environments mm-hmm. and the tactics looked like you were constantly going through like new enemies. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious what they actually do with that. Yeah. And then I'm actually 
really excited for the Death Stranding director's cut. Mm-hmm. I don't like that it's called director's cut, and no? I don't I don't like that it's a PS5 exclusive. Yeah, that's very weird. All that is very weird to me. Yeah, because who is who is telling him? Hey, you should cut all this. Yeah, stuff. yeah. When Hideo Kojima is the director, and he's the direct, he's making a director's cut. Um, but I don't know. I'm excited that it looks more like Metal Gear Solid and that they might do standalone infiltration-style missions within Death Stranding, which is cool. I think that aspect of it is really awesome. I don't think more, I don't think more Death Stranding is good. <laughs> but I think, <laughs> okay. if you, I think if you utilize what you have built and create more, um, even just like the boss fights in Death Stranding were super, super fun. Yeah. Like you were shooting rockets at a giant whale that was trying to kill you mm-hmm. in Death Stranding. So like yeah. bring more of that into whatever this is. Um, and I don't want like 20-hour cutscenes. Yeah, yeah. I'm very curious about it too because kind of like you said, what would they cut from it? And we only saw uh, a lengthy story trailer. I don't even know if it was a... It was a it lengthy was a fake like, Metal Gear Solid. Cin- cinematic yeah. trailer. Made to look like Metal Gear Solid. So who knows if that stuff's even in the game, I think. Especially after all like the cinematic trailers that came for Death Stranding before where like nobody knew what, what the game was. And even like when it came out, like I was like, oh, this is not what I expected yeah. from Death Stranding. And, and it is weird that it's only PS5 as a game originally came out on PS4. Like I get wanting to come up with like an up res like better looking version of the game but to like not have it available to people who have it on ps4 is kind of weird to me and i wonder i wonder if what they're gonna do for the pc one as well because death stranding came out on pc last year as well Mm -hmm. like if it's an upgrade that's like twenty dollars dlc style that's yeah fine yeah that that i think makes sense but if it's like a whole nother version of the game it just seems weird that it would be like a standalone thing and not like a not like just a dlc for the for the places that the game already exists yeah we'll how see. how about you what did you like from all the announcements? um yeah i think um nintendo had a pretty strong showing um but I think Xbox on at the Xbox Bethesda showcase on Sunday knocked it out of the park pretty hard. Um, they showed 23 games total with 20 games coming to Game Pass day one. And they're all games coming out within the next two years. Um, I think there was a ton of games in there that um, Either I already knew I already wanted to play, and I am now stoked that they're going to be on Game Pass. Uh, some of those being uh, Back for Blood. That's cool. That's going to be on Game Pass day one, 12 minutes on Game Pass day one. Um, nice to see Hades coming to another console besides Switch. Um, I probably won't play it again, but on Game Pass. Um I thought replaced, which was that sci-fi like 3D pixel art looking game, mm-hmm. um, looked rad as fuck. Um, yeah, the perspective in that was really good. Yeah, um, pretty interested to see what Redfall is gonna be. That was a, a long cinematic trailer from Arcane. Um, that's supposed to be like a co-op open world shooter. Um, that looks like it could be really cool. So I, I think they just showed like a lot of 
really cool like mix of stuff that we knew was coming and and new stuff to to expect out of there so i'm pretty pumped on a lot of the games that were there i know a lot of people like you said or like i said uh really like nintendo stuff i wasn't i think the thing i was only really pumped for on there was breath of the wild 2 but just to get more of that yeah was, same was great i after playing um, the Master Chief Collection uh, a couple weekends ago, um, I, that Halo Infinite multiplayer trailer really got me pretty hyped. Yeah, that was that was a cool um, cool way to say like, "Hey, this is free." Yeah, um, the gameplay stuff in the multiplayer trailer looked pretty freaking dope. Yeah, yeah, we like, could have been playing it last year. You had like <laughs> grappling, grappling hooks, yeah. picking up items, you know, uh, throwing people out of out of jets. All some new uh, abilities and grenades and stuff look pretty sweet. So, I'm pretty stoked to play that game, um, and it's gonna be interesting to see what it's like as a as a free to play service. Mm-hmm. Um, the battle pass stuff that they talked about the day after is really cool that your battle pass will never expire and you can even buy previous seasons battle passes at a discount is cool. That's cool. Um, and then you just, you're just leveling up one battle pass at a time so you can like level up a new one or an old one or whatever. Yeah. So while overall it was a pretty solid, there were some, uh, underwhelming parts. Yes. Coke media was part of, uh, the summer games fest and I don't know much about them, but there, I was watching their their show, and it went on for a very long time. Uh, but basically, they're like a German uh, media company, and they are getting into games, so they are helping publish a bunch of games. Mm-hmm. And they interviewed like all the companies that are working with them, and it felt like an investor call. All the questions they were asking were like it was like a couple questions about the game, but it was mostly about like please talk good about Coke Media now hmm. for and and that was it was just a really weird cringy uh, interview. Yeah, but glad I missed it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't didn't see it. It was like middle of the day on like a Monday or a Tuesday. But Nextlander, um, which is uh, if you guys if anyone listens to the Giant Bomb cast. Um, three of the members of Giant Bomb have recently left to start their own company similar to Kind of Funny Games. Mm. They have like a Patreon and they like stream, mm-hmm. do stream podcasts and they're called Nextlander. And I was watching their stream of Summer Games Fest uh. and they would cut back to the to the interview until they started talking about like corporate nonsense and then they would cut to YouTube to show videos, VHS videos of like E3 in the 90s. Oh. And then they were just like bullshitting. Yeah. And it was awesome. I was <laughs> nice. like, oh, this is great. I just want to watch this. Yeah. It was my negative, but also like it was pretty good. Entertaining. <laughs> yeah. And they were, they were just like ripping these guys. So yeah, it was fun. Nice. My negative was Starfield was hyped super hard in like the promo teaser of E3 and Xbox's showcase. Uh-huh. It wasn't hyped hard, but it was in the graphic. It's part of the <laughs> It's the in the graphic. It was teased. So you knew it was it coming. Was yeah. They did a like st- not even a story trailer. They just did no. kind of a trailer. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was a teaser. A, and trailer. then they did a release date. Yeah. F- yeah. Fine. I'm I'm okay with all that stuff. Did they do a release date? Yeah. Yeah. 11/11 
2022. Oh, cool. I didn't, I must have missed that. Like, all that was fine to me. I just wanted to know more about what the game is. Yeah. yeah so it did its job as a teaser trailer. <laughs> no, but then they had to do a follow up that was like, it's a hardcore RPG, which doesn't uh-huh. explain much. It was just like a lot of, and then it was like, it's Fallout in space, a Skyrim or a Fallout in space. Yeah. yeah. Like, but I just wanted to see what more of that was, which yeah. I feel like they could have done that in a story trailer too. Like a little bit. I would have liked to. I, I wanted to see more for sure. For how for how big that game is and kind of a, not a letdown, but it was just kind of like, meh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think Starfield, after the original logo has been talked about so much and so hyped up in everybody's minds and knowing that it still has a year and a half before it comes out that they don't want to pull like a cyberpunk and I, show all this stuff like. Bethesda has been kind of notorious for starting their marketing like four months before it comes out. So I think maybe sometime early next year we'll see something. And then like four months before is when they'll really, really start showing stuff. That's my guess. From what they showed at Starfield, I am more interested just because the visuals and stuff looked really cool. It was a very nice looking cinematic trailer. I'm I'm going to get you a little out of left field here with the... uh, with my disappointment mm-hmm. of E3. No Sony. Oh, yeah? Come on. They'll do something in a week. Come on. Or will they? I don't know. I'm I pretty... mean, the, the theory is sometime in July they're going to do something. Yeah. But uh, come on. I mean, this whole, like, we're too good for everybody else now and we're going to do our own thing. No, but that's the thing is everyone was backing out of this E3, like, two years ago. Everyone was backing out of it. And then E3, like the pandemic hit. And then they're like, well, we should all do our own like little thing. And yeah. So everyone did their own thing. Yeah. And then this year, everyone's like, oh, E3 is back. Yeah. And they all just, they all just Does, piled their stuff into E3. Yeah. Has Sony like confirmed that they're doing anything? They've, no, no, they've just said they've been okay. out. They're no, they, like they, out. Pull, they pulled out like, I think maybe this is, might be like three years ago now yeah. where yeah. they're just like, we're not going to be playing E3. Mi- I don't mind that, but like put a, an event on the that, calendar. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Or like yeah. it doesn't. I mean, EA wasn't at this E3 either, but we know we're getting some sometime in July. They just said they needed a little bit more time to work on their stuff. Yeah. But Sony is just like now we're just like oh we're we're too good for this. I mean, we Blizzard need, always has like BlizzCon. So. I'm surprised Nintendo was even part of this. To be honest, I think it, that was kind of the Treehouse thing was kind of tacked on. The thing about the end. Sony is a disappointment of the entire year. <laughs> it's not just E3. They've been like so bad at communicating this whole console. It's just bad. They're just really shitting the bed and it sucks because I love Sony. Yeah. They they pretty much like with how like many good games have been rolling out for the last couple of years. I guess they just want the new cycle completely to themselves to not have anybody else like stealing their thunder, but you know, if they're that confident in their shit, like show up drop some dope shit and then everybody will be talking about how much better Sony is than Xbox. But their whole thing was always Gamescom. Gamescom was like their big, they would always do like a Western market that was part of E3 and stuff. And then it was like more information to come. And then Gamescom, it was just like the Germany expo was always like, they're like, here it is. Yeah. But now they're like, not even doing it. Nintendo even started doing their own thing. And it was kind of like everyone's. Yeah. But just Nintendo is really good about being like, Hey, we're doing this. And they have directs all the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They they were still at E3 with a booth, like they just did. Yeah. They just did their direct separate, and then you would be play, at, yeah, you get play at the, the games. Booth. Nobody yeah. had a booth. Yeah. 
So everybody had a direct style presentation. Yeah. And so I think Sony could have done that. What I've heard from like some of the people that are actually playing the games, they kind of like the at home, they get the trial thing and they like download it and play it at home as opposed to going to an event like E3 where they have to like go in the separate developers line or they have to go behind the scenes. Yeah. I mean, thing like that's kind of like the weird thing about E3 was always like invite people and investors and like, community to check out this game sure I'm, I'm just talking about it from a consumer point of view that like yeah you know we got all this great it's a, stuff it's a big sony it's a big nothing to say glaring yeah. empty hole yeah from yeah from sony all right game of the show super liminal eric what kind of what kind of snack you got for this guy uh super relevant super liminal and uh super uh super sized for the event you know bring in some yeah. like five stack cheeseburgers or something no, no. Good old cheese wedge. Ah. Nice. And some Ritz crackers. Ritz crackers nice. just for our enjoyment Just here. for snacking. Yeah. Nice. Uh, a brie uh, log. Mm. I don't yep. know what you call it. A wedge? Brie wedge? Brie wedge. I, this is a wedge. This is a from wedge a wheel? Wheel? Yeah. A wedge? Oh, of a wheel of cheese, wheel. Yeah. yeah. Definitely from a Love wheel. Love me some brie. Nice. Um, I got some fig jam if you want to spread that on top Ooh, of it. Ooh, I might. Oh. Yeah, if that's we want to set up a little platter here, maybe we... Uh... <laughs> no, that's not good podcasting. <laughs> Um, we are, we already noshing the microphones too much. Yeah, but if I if I set this here at the end of the table, that that air looking... fried candy was atrocious. What? <laughs> I, I thought that was a pretty funny segment. Myself. Oh man! When, no, I, when I listened, you back get, to I mean, it. We, yeah, when I, I will say we that's because I we ate that month the, cr- the crunching out. Yeah, <laughs> I did my best. You had some crunching in there. Oh, there was a little. I got it. I'm not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to deprive the listeners of that good ASMR uh, crunching. But, uh, so so while uh, you're playing super liminal, you're suggesting a wheel of brie cheese and some Ritz crackers, if I understand that correctly. Yeah, that's, that's a good... That's a good life hack for any event. I mean, I'm <laughs> suggesting a lot of stuff. There was... I almost did a generic <laughs> cola cam. Um, just how many times I pressed the co- yeah, soda machine. Oh, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was should, gonna do. Yeah, you should gonna... have just came in and just sprayed us down with a fire extinguisher. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, there was a lot of things that uh, I thought would go well with this game, but or, uh, <laughs> or just throw a bundle of apples, apples. At us. a, a yeah. bag of apples. <laughs> yeah, you should have turned on a gigantic fan and <laughs> threw a bunch of apples in it. <laughs> what a puzzle! What All right, a puzzle. Super Liminal, uh, previously known as Museum of Simulation Technology, is a 2019 puzzle video game released by Pillow Castle. The games played from a first-person perspective incorporates gameplay elements around optical illusions and forced perspective. Notably, certain objects, when picked up, can be moved towards or away from the player, but when placed back down, they scale to the size as the player had viewed them, enabling the player to solve puzzles to complete the game. Yes. The game was released for Microsoft Windows and Mac OS in November of 2019, and ports for the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch were released in July of 2020. Um, just some reviews were kind of middling towards the 8, the 7s. Um, highest one we have on here is an 8.5. Nice. Um, that's, a, that's a good review. That's not a bad review. That's not a bad review. I mean, an eight, yeah, that's an eight out of ten is a solid, solid review, I would say. Yes. Uh, what did you guys play it on? Uh, I played on the Nintendo Switch. 
Nice. Uh, do not recommend handheld. No? I have not played the Switch in forever, and I was cramping up so much trying oh, really? to like, really? do this. I've just never, like, first-person games on the Switch, mm-hmm. I just have not played them, really. They're oh. not great. I don't think I've played a single first-person game on the Switch. Uh, Chris uh, did recommend getting the extension grips. Those the the grips. Hori yeah. XL. Those do look comfy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to... I've only played Ape... <laughs> Apex yeah. Legends. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I played it on PC. Nice. And uh, with my house hack, long HDMI cable. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> Very nice. I so, played it on uh, the Xbox Series X. Nice. Um, Twenty dollar purchase for me. Wasn't on sale or anything. I, I think you guys. I got it before the sale. To get a discount. I think mine was might have been like. I think I got it on Humble Bundle or something. Oh. Like 15 bucks or something like okay. that. Okay. So, wasn't. Okay. I'm keep making that Switch money back, you know, every time I buy a game. Oh, you, get those, like, you get those gold coins? They're just oh, like, gold coins? buy another game. And I'm like, yes. And I save, save it up a, for a sa- big boy. Save a dollar. <laughs> Very nice. Um, took me about two hours. Uh, completion time, two hours and 24 minutes to, uh, from mm. front front to back. Mm-hmm. Uh, two sittings, I believe, I knocked it out in. Same. Yeah. But I did 16 hours somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I must have left the game open. Yeah. yeah. Must have been a doozy of a play session. One of those. <laughs> yeah. I did get tripped up a little bit, but not not 10 hours worth. Or yeah. That'd be insane. 14 hours worth or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. I did four hours. It says something. Like the Switch doesn't give you accurate numbers. It just says mm. four. Yeah. yeah it time. says like around four. Yeah. Or I, that, I love... I, I really like play counters and knowing how much I've played when games keep counting when you're on a pause screen or it just gives you like the, I've never seen anybody do it. Like the switch does it where it's like about 10 hours or, yeah. or it's like more than more than five. So if it's between more than five or more than 10, there's no increments. At least yeah. last I checked, there was no increments yeah. between. So you're just somewhere between five and 10 hours. What the fuck is that? To me, that's like the biggest design flaw in the Switch is I hit the switch or hit the sleep button mm-hmm. more than anything. Mm-hmm. Just set it down. Yeah. It'll be there for days. Yeah. And then I come back and it's obviously dead. Yeah. And then I'm like plugging it in from zero and I can't play it until it gets to like 10% or whatever it is. No, that's a design flaw because you're not plugging it in. Ooh, sounds like user error. No, no, no. I'm just so used to, I'm so used <laughs> to like the a sleep function is like my favorite function no i yeah. love that function i'm saying i should be saving and powering it off like that's what i should be doing uh-huh. but it's so easy to hit the sleep button yeah and then i assume when i come back it's just in it's in, user error. yeah in it the state like of the game no but they they should <laughs> bad <yeah>. design bad <laughs> design <laughs> no but they should they should almost give you a warning when it's like to a certain point like listen, the system listen if you don't plug this in it's gonna die you, yeah <laughs> You want your your switch to start alarming you? It does have it has an alarm on it. No, it doesn't. It does. It does not when you're not when it's in sleep mode. It does. I have the ring. <laughs> what is this segment? What are we I have there? the Ring Fit Fitness, <laughs> and you can set daily alarms for it to vibrate and tell you to play Ring Fit Fitness. But that's specifically for that game. That's not a Switch. I'm OS saying thing. like you. Nobody's could, buying Ring Fit Fitness to for to, they to could, for they a could recharge reminder. They could set it up. I want a desperate battery life uh, app. App would be five dollars. Dear God, plug me in. 
That's when I come back to the switch all the time. It's mm. it's dead because I've hit sleep mode. And I, just I usually it plug it in when I'm done using it. Yeah, I dock mine. So I dock I, my dock's not set up. I dock that bitch. Well, another great uh, function of the switch is that it's USB C, and you can just plug that shit right into the wall. Yeah, I u- I usually use this cord yeah. here. There you go. Go ahead, go ahead and cut all this, Nolan. Uh, I will not. <laughs> yeah, he's, this is interesting. Don't tell me what to cut. <laughs> all right. Um, diving into Super Liminal. There is a story, but it got um, a little bit panned for it, I guess. Um, I haven't played this game in about three, three weeks or so. Does one of you guys want to dive into a quick little story synopsis for, for the yeah. dear listeners and myself? It's It's... Essentially, to me, it's kind of on par with Vanilla Sky. You Ooh, you okay. kind of like go to a facility. Um, it's essentially like a dream facility. It's supposed to give yeah. you a better view of like whatever life problems you're having, and then you essentially get stuck in them. Yeah, and so that that's like the that's like the story overview right there. Right. Um, other things kind of happen in that scenario we can kind of talk about that but um Mm -hmm. that in a nutshell is like the story Mm -hmm. yeah it definitely seemed more like a setup than like an overall story i don't think there's even like a real ending to the story it's just there is there is yeah there is huh i don't i don't remember there being one but i also that's when you zoned out. And I finished it, for and I hours. think I was like chatting with people on Discord at the same time. Uh, let me hit the last paragraph of the plot from the wiki, if if I may. Yeah. The player is eventually able to navigate their way out of the white space, and Doctor Pierce congratulates them, revealing the entire journey occurred just as planned, as it was a hidden test to see if the player could solve their problems by viewing things from every different perspective, mm. which will help them grow as a person. Dr. Glenn also advises that even though the test occurred in the dream world, everything the player learned is as real as they want it to be. The player then returns to the room where the game began, where Dr. Pierce tells, Pierce tells them to wake up. Huh. Yeah. So Sen- there's kind of a, a over-encompassing. Sure, sure. Yeah. View things from different angles to solve uh, yeah. your problems. I mean, that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but I must have missed that second part because it definitely seemed to me like the setup was at the beginning and it was like, this is the reason why you're even doing these puzzles. Mm-hmm. And then that was it. You like, make it seem like you're lost in this world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then at the end it's like, Oh, sorry. You know, we, we set this all up for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's but, a real David Fincher's the game. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, ooh, love yeah. that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to, I want to say like the narration <laughs> happens as you're like walking back through, like kind of backwards through, the different environments that you were in or some, mm-hmm. some, or maybe like several long hallways or, or something like that. I don't really, it keeps cutting to remember. a new environment. Yeah. Right. Right. There's like certain like timed cuts where you're like yeah. kind of going back to all the yeah. places. That it's supposed to just kind of show you how each level you went to. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, the, the, well, that's the thing is like, they, they hint at a lot of like, there's an AI coaching you through it, which is very like portal esque. Yes. There's an AI like telling you throughout the game like you're doing simulations and you're yeah. doing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So it almost seems like sinister in a way. Yeah. yeah. And then you're finding these boom boxes with like the doctor. 
Right. And he's kind of like coaching you through it. Yes. So you're kind of like hit with these like two personalities. Yes. But they're not, they don't feel like they're, I mean, they're, they're thought through enough, but they just don't feel like they're motivating you enough to like give you a reason to do these puzzles. You're just trying sure. to like yeah. escape. Yeah. Yeah. To survive and not die, basically. Yeah. yeah. I definitely played this game low volume with Cody. We were playing it, like solving the puzzles together. And then I, the, I streamed the ending to a couple friends so they could see what the game looked like. Mm. So I probably just didn't retain any of the. Yeah. Story. Yeah. I mean, it's all very like short um, little bites to set up kind of the next level. Sure. Or um, some like environmental stuff. Um, like one of the the screenshots I took uh, was like in a in a cafeteria or a kitchen where it was saying what they are serving that day. Mm-hmm. It says Monday murder, Tuesday murder, Wednesday murder with four R's, Thursday <laughs> murder, Friday murder, Saturday murder in all caps. Sunday they're serving beans. Nice, nice. So there nice, was a lot nice. of like very funny uh, type yeah. of like anecdotal things that you kind of had to figure out. There was like one section where you play through where you think you're following like a trail of blood. And I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, this game's taken kind of a turn, but it just leads to like a large cafeteria um, where there's like somebody's painting the, you don't see the person, but there's like a bucket of red paint, paint. and it's just yeah. like a trail of red paint all the way through. Yeah. And he like hasn't finished, finished the walls yet. So there's a lot of, um, funny little kind of humorous yeah. little little bits in there there was a there's also in that section um there's a stack of signs that say die as you're walking through <laughs> the doorway yeah but when you get through the doorway it's a stack of dice diet soda oh <laughs> nice. that was the dice puzzle no movie. it's good <laughs> yeah there's there's a lot of that where i was uh i was hoping it took that that portal turn where you're like see i'm glad it didn't you didn't want to escape the crazy because no the dr pierce is basically saying in the middle of the story like you're lost yes you need to get out yes and they don't know how to get you out yeah so then i'm like oh this is gonna take a weird turn where i'm the one escaping from the thing but then at the end it's like oh no it was all it's all set up yeah Hmm. i I mean i'm not like a huge fan of the oh it all is exactly (laughs) what it was supposed to be but uh i was like really when i heard the voice at the beginning i was like ah they're just doing a portal thing yeah yeah and then they kind of moved away from that as you like started to get out of the first test facility area Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. that was good but yeah i didn't want to do i didn't want gladys to 3.0 you know yeah, for sure. A more of an engaging story would have been great. Yeah, I, I did like how the chapters were kind of set up too, where the puzzles kind of got a little bit more extra- extravagant as they they got on, and then like towards the end, they're like really like way more like heady, like big environments instead of yeah. single like perspective type of stuff where you're um, dropping a cheese wedge over and over again to make it bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, they got they just get like way more abstract type yes. of like environments yeah. uh which was really cool i actually towards the end of the game i expected more perspective stuff to shift sure and then you're kind of hit with the end there's like a weird kaleidoscope thing that makes no sense i don't know if you guys remember that you go down a hallway 
And as your view changes, like the kaleidoscope changes on the walls. Yes. And I expected to have to walk through one of those walls Mm -hmm. and you never do. It's just a weird like effect that's going on. Yeah. And I expected more of like, I looked at the wall, the wall was going like opposite. Maybe I saw a path going up the wall and I could walk up that path. Mm -hmm. And that never happened. That like never happened. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of ones that I expected it to be something and it necessarily like wasn't, but yeah, it's all from your perspective. That's true. I guess that's true. Damn deep. That's deep stuff right there. There's a the one where it was like a big room in the middle, and it, the the columns along the walls were different colors, mm. but it kept looping through. And I was like going in backwards and stuff like that. And it turns out like just the walls on the left and right yep. side are non-existent. You know, some of the ones where like the stairs were looked like two D, but as soon as you walked past, it was like a three D. Those yeah. were like some cool. Those were my. Cool those ones. are definitely some of my favorite puzzles. Um, just like messing with, like, view, the view in the space rather than yeah. like just like picking stuff up and right. changing the scale. Right. But yeah, the perspective stuff was pretty, or at least that that stuff was like pretty basic. Even when it got to the end, there was still a lot of that stuff where it was just like a little bit more complex way of doing it so i was like oh okay we're doing this kind of puzzle again but then you do get those like really weird like illusion ones or when you have to like line up a certain viewpoint for it to create i think there was one where like there was a a dice or an object that was on half of it was on a wall a pillar in a corner yeah or something like that like those were cool i I didn't like expect that stuff going into the game but no me neither yeah. I, I my favorite part was the where you actually pick up the room you're currently in. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think those ones and just yeah. playing on the Switch, I do not know how that ran. Oh yeah. Personally, I was like you're rendering two environments. I'm in the current environment. Mm-hmm. I'm picking yeah. up the environment environment I'm in. Yeah. I'm dropping it. <laughs> and then I'm big or small based yeah. on how I come out of that is yeah. crazy. Did, it is crazy. Did you ever make yourself like super small? Yeah. Yeah. I tried to see like yeah. how small I could make myself. And then you're basically like not even moving. And I was yeah. like, okay, restart to yeah. <laughs> checkpoint yeah. or whatever. Uh, I, so I watched the speed run with the developer commentary. Yeah. Um, today actually. And on that section, the guy, they were, they were like, oh, this is the portal section. I wonder if he's going to struggle. And he was like, he was getting at the perfect height to maximize his speed going through the portal. <laughs> and they were like, oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, if he, it was like he had to go like like the doorway was just high enough for him to walk through. Yeah. And that just like made it so he could walk the fastest in that next zone. Uh. Because the smaller you get, the slower you right. walk. Mm-hmm. And there, it was, it was interesting. It was cool. really. Good. I, I do need to watch that. That yeah. sounds fun. I posted it in the Discord. Nice in the Discord, which you can find the link in our Twitter bio. Yeah, there you go. Um, how successful do you think the story was told through the game? Uh, as far as like you were solving these puzzles and kept waking, waking up, and it yeah. seems like you're going. Excuse me deeper and deeper into uh the dream state if you will um but i we talked about how there's kind of like all this obscure stuff that i guess isn't really uh too relevant to the story until the end where it's just like "Ah." 
It yeah. was all a dream. I can't really speak but. to the story because I really didn't pay attention to okay. it. So. Well, I think that's kind of what it is. It's like even yeah. when I played yeah. through it, I was like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it wasn't told. That's why I was like, Portal tells a, a really great story for what it is. Um, and I know you don't want to, you don't want a portal 2.0, whatever. No, no. Um, but they did a good job storytelling yes. through that. It was engaging. Yeah. 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 I and think it, the, the big difference in portal Two is that you're getting story told throughout the chapters yeah. where here it's just like the end of the chapter and the beginning of the chapter, or, or it's actually basically just the beginning of the chapter. Yeah. yeah. And there's only like eight chapters in the end of the game. Yeah. Um, and you're like, okay, things are kind of going haywire here, but there's not much, yeah, else. It would have well, been when it went haywire, wasn't? It didn't go crazy. Yeah. Well, but there, but you know, you're like activating like the emergency. What do they call it? Uh, the emergency exit protocol and uh, the dream therapy. Let's hear what it, the AI says that you can have an explosive explosive mental overlord or mm. overlord oh my gosh overload explosive <laughs> explosive mental overload in order to trigger the emergency exit protocol to escape the dream yeah. world so and then there's one the one like towards the end you have to create the paradox yeah, yeah that was cool that was cool, that was cool. That was cool. uh they could have definitely like ramped up the level of like Oh shit, you're lost. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. and like they could have made I think if the conversation between you and the the doctor was more like you're fucked. Like, yeah. <laughs> like that would have been they could have definitely like made it a little more engaging that way. Um but it came off really casual. I yeah. thought those tapes you were finding were almost like tapes from the past. I had no idea. Yeah. I th- cuz to me, you see a boombox. It's old. Oh, it's kind. Yeah. I mean, I don't know when this game is set at all. No. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, am I discovering someone else's things, and I'm mm-hmm. just in someone else's dream state? Mm-hmm. And I thought the AI was kind of like the main thing guiding me through it, and yeah. then it kind of switched at some point. So. Yeah. 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 I, it's not the most, um, rememberable story by right. any means. For sure. Um. Yeah, it's def- it definitely wasn't the story driving me to finish the game because I did have a good a good two and a half hours playing it. It was just like kind of seeing what kind of cool puzzle was gonna come yeah, up next. Same kept mm-hmm. kept me going. I was like, okay, same. got through that one. Like, let's yeah. see what's going on. And then you know, it was like would hit the elevator, and it's the next morning. I'm like, well, let's see what kind of shit we're gonna get into yeah. today. You know, yeah. It was a tight. It was a very tight game. Very tight. Which is nice. Tight game. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I guess so we talked a, a, a little bit about uh, the different puzzles um, that we were going through. It, was there anything that really stuck out in your mind? Or did you get stuck at any crazy puzzles or ones that you just found super easy and obvious or anything like that? Um, yeah, I, I got stuck on some later that were just me experimenting and that was kind of in that like story quote you you read. It was like, yeah, you just have to keep trying it a different way. Like, mm-hmm. I was trying it the same way from the last puzzle, and then mm-hmm. that wasn't working. So you gotta, same. you got to try something else. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I didn't get really stuck. I, I breezed through pretty quickly. What about the Apple fan? The Apple fan the did Apple take fan. me a while. 
Um, mostly it didn't take me that long. Mostly because I forgot the kind of the main rule of the game, uh-huh. and was try I was trying to push an apple up the stairs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, how can I yeah. block? How can I like get a large enough apple and kind of like shimmy my way across <laughs> with it me between the I tried I tried that yeah. I tried snaking uh the apple trail behind, behind the fan yeah, yeah I did yep. that um I eventually did get it behind the fan but it doesn't go up the the slope no. towards the top so no. I was like <laughs> so another another quick note from the speed run uh-huh the I this was re- they recorded that last November I think yeah and the um, that puzzle has changed. Oh. It used to be a ramp, all a ramp. Mm. Oh. Instead of, um, I think it's stairs going up, and then like a, the middle is just like a gap, right? I think it's just a ramp. Mm. I don't remember any stairs. I think you climb. Is it two ramps on the sides and then like a gap in the middle? Because it's not all one ramp. At least it's not on the PC. Hmm. So, I'll have to take a look. I yeah, I thought, almost, I, think le- I thought it was ramp. two levels. It's, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was two levels that you could climb up them on objects, which might be stairs. What? Did we all have a different puzzle? <laughs> That'd be crazy. <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> that would be crazy. I will definitely. Uh, oh man, if I boot it up, I have to get there. Oh no, you can chapter select. Yeah, you can chapter select. Um. Yes, but. Ultimately, it's such about, an easy solution. It's a very easy solution, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, yeah, I accidentally I just was like on the top. I don't know if you guys like um, generated enough apples to knock it out, and then I don't know if there's there's no achievements on the switch. There is. Okay, it's built it's all, into the it's game. It's all built yeah. in. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It's like why would you do this? Or yeah, something? yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it was it, I was just looking at it. It's like why am I like this? And you yeah, replicate yeah. an object. Uh, too many times. Too many times. Yeah, yeah. it's really good. Because I, I was original. I one of the things I was thinking that I could do is create a wall of apples yeah. all the way down there. Ah. You know, so then yeah. like all the apples would flood up, and I was like, damn, this is like pretty crazy. And that was one of the things I was yeah. thinking about. Um, the switch is, uh, you know, I was like, how can it load like this many? Yes, apples. It's yeah. it's it's crazy that it can it it chugs. At times, but not enough to like deter me from playing the game. But it definitely like it maxes it out. It feels right. like um, the other thing about that puzzle is I was able to glitch myself. Um, like if I stood on the apple and jumped and oh, made apples, I did that. It too. would like launch me up. <laughs> I didn't yeah. get launched, but I would get pretty high up, and it kind of looked like I wasn't going anywhere. Uh huh. But then um, I would like fall off, and I was like, "Wait!" Oh. I was like, "Wait!" It'll toss you all the way up <laughs> to like if you go to the the fall off and like drop through. Nice. So, but nice. that was not the solution. I was just trying to break the game. Yeah. Yeah. I I got stuck on the towards the end. There was like the chess puzzle. It's like the black and white squares. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you'd fall through them. Yep. And that, that was one. Cool one. That one was, I mean, I was kind of confused on that one just because I, I was looking through the water cooler and seeing yeah. different patterns, and I was like, oh, do I have to know a pattern of it? Yeah. And just how to set the object on yeah. it, which yeah. was like. It creates, like, object permanence, basically. Yeah. Like the floor is always. Uh, man, yeah. Very, just a very cool 
very cool mechanics. Yes. Like, yeah. Um, I'm, I definitely mm. am glad, like, I'm glad I went in only knowing like, Oh, this game's just going to be me like changing the perspective and scale of uh-huh. objects. Yeah. And they, they definitely like kept it fresh. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I would agree, especially towards like the later half yeah. of the game where you're like, okay, wow, this yeah. is like pretty cool, unique the, like illusion. Yeah. The yeah. portal, like the portal level, um, like where you're changing the scale of the houses and stuff uh, was like not the most like original, but yeah, probably one of still one of my favorite, like it's such a like parlor chick, like it brings like my inner child out. I'm like, uh-huh. oh, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> there is one where um, you I basically had to stack like two of those houses to get through the keyhole. Uh-huh. Yeah. That one was like really annoying because I knew exactly what I had to do, but just getting it right because you have to go in one and out the other and then through the yeah, keyhole same. at the same time. Yeah. Just, so what did you do? So you made one super large and tried to get through the keyhole? I made well, both large. I made both large. They basically ended up being close to the same oh. size, but I stacked them on top of each oh. other. So you went in the door yep. and then uh, into see, the keyhole. That's what I did. You're supposed to pick one up and put it up in the keyhole. Oh, in and the then keyhole? and then just walk in. Oh yeah, yeah. That yeah, makes sense. Yeah, 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 I did the two giant ones, <laughs> and one fell over. Yeah. Enough where I could jump out. I tried. Yeah. I tried doing that for a bit too, mm. but then I eventually just like, just like whoop. Picked I think. It up uh, it I think the pool. The pool cat. The pool one wasn't great with like the big inflatable house. Yeah, that one was kind of. Into, like, oh, I love that. Thing. I love that one. Well, I, I like the puzzle, but I just knew what, what I needed to do, and it just yeah. like was like kept clipping like to the inside of the. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the vent, space you know? is super small. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, which I was like, now you're just adding event to make it difficult yeah. on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't realize when I was I was just trying to make it as big as possible, and then I didn't realize you had to just make it for each level you're trying to go yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. The thing I like about these games is like you, it's just like pure exploration. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm gonna try this, and I don't yeah. know, it may work, it yeah. may not, and it's it's cool that like there is enough leeway. That you guys could like brute force it by stacking two doors on <laughs> yep. top of each other yeah. and still get it. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we've talked a lot about Portal 2. Um, can you think of any other games that would be similar to this? I think recently The Witness for me would come to mind. Um, yeah. I haven't played too much of The Witness. Um, I, I maybe just even a couple hours, but um, anything else that you guys can think of before we... Yeah, um, the most recent would be like Manifold Garden. Oh yeah, and then, you have played that? Uh, no, oh. but I mean, damn, I want to play. And also a little bit of Outer Wilds oh, with the Quantum mm-hmm. uh, Moon. The, the Quantum Moon. Um, there was a puzzle in Unfinished Swan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Rocketeer and the Spaceman. Um, there was a lot of perspective stuff from that game, mm-hmm. um, yeah. where you would kind of you would construct the the pillars and then drop them based on the size they were so you could climb up to different heights damn that was a fun game yeah from what i remember from the witness um the story is mostly i think it's actually all told through the environment i don't remember any spoken stuff or text but like i said it's been yeah i don't know a couple years for sure you find um you find little 
radios uh-huh. or like little audio diaries. Yeah. But they are almost all like historical quotes oh. and like from like science and art. Some Churchill. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Know. Seriously, seriously, like that's it. Yeah. So uh, I, I. Yeah, that and that game's way more of like a puzzle, like a logical puzzle. I mean, I guess it wouldn't take you're, a logical. You're doing puzzle, uh, maze puzzles. Yeah, and each one, each section, you're kind of learning a new way of solving the puzzle and it all stacks and builds yeah. on each other. And it's a, yeah. I think it. I got that on a humble bundle recently. Yeah. Mm. I have it free. I think, on like it, two I think things, it was I think. that like $9 humble bundle. And did any aspect of the art or the design of the game speak, speak to you guys at all? Besides bringing back the old, uh, art school perspective, uh, drawing, <laughs> drawing classes. Oh God. I remember where we had it sit in a hallway and draw a corner of the room. Oh, I remember that one too. That was, that was a fun, the fun Portland, class. Portland library. I was in that class with you. <laughs> oh, mine was terrible. You and Chris, you mean, oh, Chris. you guys went to the Portland library and did it. Yep. Yeah. And we just had to do it in the hallway. The we had to do both. <laughs> I, had, I had two, I had two classes. Oh, okay. Do it. Okay. Um, I mean the environment wasn't as interesting as I thought it could have been like you were kind of always in an office building or like a mm-hmm. retirement home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there was some stuff later, like you're in a locker room and a pool and stuff, which kind of added a little flavor to it. It did but, add a little, flavor. but, but not mm-hmm. enough to like push me into like, Oh my God, this is beautiful. And to mm-hmm. look at sure. Stuff. So uh, yeah, yeah. That was kind of my take on the environment yeah. of the game, but the, the environment felt deliberate to me in a way that was like not distracting, like trying to th- throw a, a little bit of a red herring in there, but not like not distract from the puzzle too much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and there were some pretty interesting like environmental spaces. Yeah. Um, there the one of, one of my favorites is like when you go through one of the portals and you're in an empty parking lot, I was and it's gonna, like that's the one I was gonna say. Sea of lights. Yeah. yeah. And then you're like just like, okay, I'm just gonna walk. Yeah. And then eventually it's a painted they're all painted on walls. Yeah, it's like a wily e. coyote yeah. Uh, yeah. tunnel. It was very cool. I was gonna say that one. Yeah. Uh I think just like the environmental some of the environmental puzzle stuff was cool. Like I already mentioned, like like a staircase that looks two D, but then you walk up and through the wall and kind of turn around and it ends up being three D. Um, some of them you're like up on a balcony and then you look down and things look different than when, if you're like looking at it straight, Mm -hmm. there's like some pits in the ground that like, you're like, Oh, I can like walk over it. You have to be like looking down to see like the shadow. So some of that environmental stuff I think was cooler than, I think we already talked about the force perspective, um, yeah. Type of stuff. But then it would kind of like just regress back to like more of like the same force perspective type of puzzles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you're always, and it always like every chapter ended in an elevator and started in your bedroom. Right. Right. Also, just another quick story thing. It could have been cool if they would have done more like you're going, like you're doing puzzles in environments that your character have, like, it's like telling us a a story about your character's life, you know? Some traumatic past. Yeah. Well, it's like, why would you go to this dream facility? Besides to like not remember something because you're really you're really stuck in your ways, Eric. And you <laughs> just learn need, how to do it a different to, way. Yeah, you just need to change that perspective. 
Uh, we talked about some of the collectibles and achievements. Nolan and I cloned the apple so many times. Actually, I guess you did too. Yep. Um, <laughs> talked about speed running a little bit. There's yeah. an achievement for beating it in under an hour. Mm. That's uh, I won't be pretty, doing that. Pretty interesting. Uh, did you guys get any other fun collectibles or achievements while you were playing the game? I I think there was one for exploding the soda. I did that a couple times. Yeah. How did you explode the soda? I think I just dropped it at a certain time. Man, I dropped it so many times. <laughs> yeah, break break a soda soda can is one achievement. I press all of the soda buttons every time. Huh. Mm. Also, I pulled every fire alarm. You pull yeah. everyone? That's an achievement. Okay, I pulled enough to get an achievement to not pull everyone. Mm. But uh, I pulled enough yeah. to get an achievement, so pull or expert fire alarmist pull enough fire alarms. Yep. That's what I did. <laughs> nice. What is this vaguely activated achievement? Congratulations on doing something. I didn't get that one, so I don't know what you're oh, supposed to you do. Oh, you know there. what? I might have got that one. Oh, there was the room where you um, looks like a sewer kind of, and you have to like get up on a platform so you can see the perspective of the big green chess piece, mm. and then mm. you can pull it away, and you walk outside into like it looks like a like a stage or mm. something like that. There's a box in there that you can kind of like parkour off of some shelves and then if you have the box in the right spot you can jump into like a side room and if you walk to the end there's like a gag on the door and then it gives you like an achievement uh there is actually an achievement too for beating the game in under 30 minutes nice probably added after that speedrunner That one's called Super Luminal, not Liminal. Luminal. Luminal? Luminal. After watching uh, GDC, they they did make some changes because people were like gl- doing like a lot of glitches. And they're yeah. like, oh, we got to fix that. <laughs> Speaking of glitches, any bugs? Uh, I think any, I... Any fun bugs? You I think the game home? crashed on me actually once, oh. um, but that's about it. I had the, the whole thing where I uh, dropped an object somewhere else where I couldn't get it type thing and i had to restart the level but that was yeah. that was just my own personal i did that too i actually like made it too small and then i couldn't find it again <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah the only glitch i had was when i when i figured out how to fly <laughs> off those apples <laughs> nice i got no no bugs to speak of um uh nolan you mentioned uh that there are some additional modes and stuff after you beat you beat the game yeah so i was just spending some time looking at all the extras um i think there's a commentary that you can do through the game oh that's nice um which would be fun uh and there's a puzzle mode where you have three attempts to get the puzzle right so like as soon as it touches the ground that's like an attempt Hmm. um and then a the last one that I checked out is actually a a um, level editor, but they made it so you can like import your own three uh, D models. Oh, like it has its own like import thing, so hmm. I could just make like an OBJ in That's Blender. That's cool. I could bring my donut in that oh. I'm working my tutorial Ooh. on. How big and, can you uh, make, make it? A puzzle big old sprinkles. About it. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I I don't know. It was like pretty cool, and it seemed like it seemed very confusing, and not a lot of tutorial uh, tutorials to like mm. get you through it. But I just thought it was really cool that I could like make some stupid garbage and import it into my own level and make yeah. you guys force you guys to sit down and play it. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I mean, uh, 
before we were recording, I was kind of looking at the wiki to uh, gather some show notes and stuff like that. And even like the game wiki is like pretty bare bones, like yeah. on the chapters and stuff like that. So yeah. it's kind of like highly anticipated this game was in like early development stuff. It, I think it kind of showed up with like little, little fanfare. Yeah. Which is yeah. unfortunate because yeah. it was a nice little game. Yeah. Yeah, even before we were recording, too, I was mentioning I thought this got acquired by a bigger company and was be being turned into, like, a bigger game Yeah, from the early build. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, when we brought it up again, I was like, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I think it just got released on Switch, and that's why it popped up for me. Okay. Oh, and Steam. It just got released on Steam. Ah. So I was like, oh, yeah, that game looks – I remember that game. So Nice. Um, so hypothetically, if they make a a sequel or maybe even a a second game using the same type of physics or, or puzzles or anything like, what would you, uh, what would you like to see in a, in a second sub super liminal game? Yeah. Uh, nail down a good story. I would say nail the story down and then craft the puzzles around it. Yeah, I, as opposed I agree. to doing the puzzles and then putting a story out. Like, I mean, I, I I think about I know we keep talking about Portal, but I think about Portal One to Portal Two, and Portal One had a pretty like decent story. It was like really self contained, but yeah, Portal Two really like stepped it up. Stepped it up. Yeah, yeah. like it was a it was way better than I expected <clears throat> it to be, and gave you a lot more like world building. Mm-hmm. So I it could be pretty fun to like play a game about a character who's like, like solving puzzles in his or in their like past life dreams. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that sounds tight. Yeah. Like or recruit internal... that person to be a dream agent and they have to go into other people's dreams. Oh, yeah. there we go. There different, we go. different levels of dreams. Yeah. Uh, maybe like a eternal sunshine of a spotless mind yeah. puzzle game. Mm-hmm. Sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you guys are pretty spot on. There's not much, a lot to add, you know. Um, just thinking about how that section was in Unfinished Swan or any of, like, the unique chapter sections in uh, what became of Edith Finch would could be cool, um, even if it's more of, like, a vignette-style game yeah. where it's, like, a bunch of, like, individual stories where you're, like... Oh, that could be cool. ...solving these yeah. puzzles. Yeah. Um, you know. I like there's that. A lot of, there's a lot of things that you can do, I think. Yeah. Um, it, it's kind of a shame that the game got uh kind of bad marks for the story but when it's a tight you know two to two to four hour little puzzle indie game two to 16 hours come on two to 16 hours (laughs) sorry two to 16 hours i don't want to i don't want to discount your 16 that's for sure um you know i think it's a good start i think it's a good start i mean I, i think i i certainly enjoyed my time with the game i thought there was a lot of really cool really cool stuff going on yeah. it's good to like i kind of tried to crank through it like it's fun to kind of binge it oh yeah yeah and Especially that's, i think that's what's good about yeah that's what's good about the time on it yeah yeah i i uh i think my first playthrough i don't know why i stopped but the second one i was like oh i'm right right at the end i'm gonna keep you gotta keep going and yeah. like i said the thing that was driving me was just to see like it wasn't what 
the story is going to be or anything yeah. like that. But it was like, what is the cool puzzle that's going to come, come next? Because almost yeah. all of them were cool. Oh, I yeah. Mean, and they didn't overstay their welcome. No, no. Yeah. You're, you're definitely nice. right. Or they weren't overly difficult except for yeah. that Apple puzzle, which wasn't overly difficult. But I just it took me like 15 minutes. Yeah. There was some in the beginning that got out. me hung up. And that was because I was trying to figure out the game. Yeah, mm-hmm. I and definitely. Like yeah, for sure. Yeah, the, um, the, yeah, the mm. Apple puzzle is where I stopped and then I started and like got it and I was like, mm. oh, okay. Yeah. I definitely need to make sure to, to take a screenshot or a little game clip of the Apple puzzle and compare our Apple puzzles. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Cause okay. I'm curious if I, if we're misremembering it or, or if they're all different, like that's. Yeah. yeah. That's our, what's our dreams. Yeah. Do? What, what, what happened in our <laughs> dreams, you know? <laughs> Are we even awake? Uh, I would definitely recommend this game if you're really into puzzle games. It's a, especially nice. if you can pick it up on sale. It's a tight two hours. Yeah, very good. Perfect for summer. Nice and short. Yeah, I Jim. honestly didn't know it was gonna be that short when we. I it. I didn't think so either, but nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next month is July, and we're gonna play Knights in Bikes, a cooperative action adventure game inspired by the Goonies. And Secret of Mana, it is created by Foam Sword, a British indie uh, game development company made up of former Media Molecule staff. Yeah. I, what do you think of that? I backed this game when it was uh, coming out. Oh, did you? Um, so I was really excited. I've had it on Steam forever. and See, that's why you want us all to play it. <laughs> I'm a backer. You get paid, you get paid back, they're, right? They're paying me to endorse this. Okay, great. Um no, I'm excited. It kind of has like a weird like Toe Jam and Earl style to it. So I'm curious what they do with it. Um, yeah, so this is published by Double Fine Productions. You are going to be able to find it on Windows, Linux, Mac OS, PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, Xbox One. If you've got Game Pass, it is on there as well. Um, what else is there to say? In it? Eric mentioned there's a, it, it was a Kickstarter uh, launched in February of 2016 with a funding goal of 100,000. I believe this is British pounds. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, originally set to launch in 2017, delayed till 2019, and then that's when it eventually dropped. Switch version was released in February 6, 2020, and Xbox One was released in November 5, 2020. Um, got a bunch of award nominations here. Best Indie Game of the 2019 Golden Joystick Awards. Um, pretty favorable reviews here. And then the last thing to check is the How Long to Beat. So you know what your time can be. I say 12? Yeah, I think you're right. But let me just punch it in here real quick. Knights and Bikes. It's a great name. Main story, eight hours. Mm. Main plus extra, eight and a half, full completionist, approximately 10 hours. Nice. Yeah. Very cool art style to it, too. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one, Eric. I know it's been on your radar for a while, and glad we finally get to knock it out. Um, plus, you know, what's more summer than the Goonies? You know, just oh, a bunch yeah, of kids running just... around, getting in trouble on their summer <laughs> vacation. Should be a good time. Um, all right. Uh, if you guys could share the podcast, leave us any reviews on Apple Podcasts. That really, really helps us out, um, gets the show more visible, 
send us any feedback, video game rations at gmail.com. We want to know what you thought of super liminal, what you think about nights and bikes, any games you want to play in the future, any feedback for the pod, please do so at our Gmail, Twitter at VG rations. And on the bio there, you can find the discord link and it's always bumping. It's popping off daily, popping, popping off daily. So hit us up on there. It's a good time for sure. Yeah. Excited to talk to anybody that wants to join in the conversation. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Catch you guys all at the end of July. See ya.